the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, good morning, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem, and we're here for the next couple of hours talking about cars. If you'd like to join us, you can. Sitting to my right, flying my wingman today, is Nate from Strictly Diesel. Did you uh, t- drive your gas car here? No, I did here? not. What'd no, you bring? No, my, my, my F-350, 96 power stroke. You have an F? Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Don't you make a lot of money on the F trucks? <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Oh. More Dodges and Chevys than anything. You, you know what um, is is unusual is Alan was telling me the other day that a customer of his said that they sold their Expedition with a 7.3. Excursion. Like, excursion. Excursion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For like 20 and he says, and then the guy sold it for like 80 or 90 or something like that. It wow. was a huge amount of money wow. that uh, that there was a transition. I think that one, that's, a, that's the Suburban with a big, nice motor. Yes. And the seven threes, which is generation one of the Ford diesels, six nine. But yeah, seven three. We're gonna forget the six nine. We're, we're gonna start we're gonna with the success, okay? <laughs> True. <laughs> As True. with all of us, and um, we start with the success. Yeah. Okay. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty six zero two five. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. If you have a question, this is going to be a gas and a diesel show. I'll handle the gas stuff. Nate will handle the diesel stuff. And if you're trying to decide what uh, which platform you have, you have three. Yeah. You got Dodge, Ford, and Chevrolet, General Motors, Nissan, and Nissan. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're not going to be pulling a four horse trailer, though, right? Uh, I've seen it. Okay, I know. Yeah. <laughs> whether it's legal or not <laughs> might be yeah. a different story. Yeah. But nevertheless, if you're in, interested in any of those diesels, and I'll have you educate me about the Nissan. Sure. 602-508-096 or any other kind of car question. We don't have to be diesel if we can be any kind of car question. And we're especially good if you and your wife are having an argument with respect to <laughs> weighing in on what the right answer is. Okay, the, n- the noise in the background means we already have a caller. And, uh, Gil, who might that be? That would be Henry. Henry, good morning. Okay, I'm going to make my voice nice and deep because last week you thought you were talking to my wife or you were talking to me. You have my <laughs> apologies then, and, and, um, and so you don't get them twice. Well, that's all right. I'm saving up for that operation anyway. <laughs> so first question, gentlemen. Do you are you of the belief that a transmission never needs to be serviced if a company says that that it never needs to be filled or anything? Not of that belief, with the exception maybe of the cars. Yeah, yeah. It, it, let's divide that question up to a uh, sport use utility vehicle, vehicle and uh, and then the, the the mother car the. Mom with kids, cars, that kind of stuff, and then let's move it up to three quarter and north of that in other vehicles. So the cars, I agree, 
there's a lot of them out there that are going to be fine. But they're not they're not burning up their transmissions. They're not hauling big trailers up uh, Rye Hill into the Tonneau forest area we have lots of that horse trailers hauling bobcats and farm equipment but cars yeah so let me change the question henry nate when do you change the transmission fluid on your trucks so i have a 2004 range rover that i just acquired with 139,000. i don't know the history of the change of the oil so that's why i was asking what does the manual say okay what does the manual say it says it doesn't need to be serviced. It's lifetime. Both of us don't like that idea. It, all right. So if it's if it's lifetime, then what? If your wife had that, um, what would you, what would you be changing her fluid at? Hundred thousand. And I agree with you. Yeah. I agree with you. Hundred yeah. percent. At hundred thousand miles, it's been four four times around the equator. And so I'm suggesting that the average of all those people that drive that car may be lower or higher. But from a comfort zone, plus a cost zone, what's it going to cost to a seal transmission? What's it going to cost, or what, what's the most expensive transmission service? Uh, depends on the model, but four to five hundred dollars. Okay, and and you're exactly right. It can be even higher than that, depending on the the, the filter and and the fluid, because you get fluid that's five dollars a quart, and you get fluid that's twenty five dollars a quart. So there's kind service it for that, or replace it for five to seven thousand, or more, or more, or more. So yeah. you have two so, choices. Yeah. What does your wife say, by the way, Henry? She is not allowed to look at it, let alone drive it. Oh, so you're, she, this is yours and not hers. Right. I will let her use it to pick up furniture, but I have to be in the proximity of the vehicle at all times to make sure that she's not accidentally stopping in neutral and hitting it with her hand and going into low gear and overheating the transmission. Is she, My next question Wait a minute. Is I have a question. Good? Hold on. Hold on. Yep. Is she standing there next to you? Oh, hell no. She's about 20 miles south of where I am right now. Okay, because I was going to talk to her about, give her the name of a good divorce attorney, but go ahead. You have a second question. <laughs> so my, my, sec, my second one, this may be helpful for you, too, so retain that name. <laughs> okay. If you weren't sitting next to your lovely wife right now, which woman in the annals of history would you love to take a top-down ride through uh, Pacific Coast Highway with? And of this goes to your guy, too. Well, Women, first of all, okay, Renee's not sitting next to me, um, oh, and okay. even if she was, um, are you th- are you, are you thinking the answer is going to be like a Marilyn Monroe or um, something like that? Are you thinking that that kind of is a square box? I I think <laughs> I think it might be anyone. It could be Catherine the Great. It could be uh, ISIS. Anybody. Okay, and let me turn the question around to you just so we can get to the chapter of this book. Now, the, I mean, with respect to the parameters, who would you want to drive down the Pacific okay, Highway? Are you are you familiar with the Fifth Dimension? Yes. The group? Yes. Okay, you know the lead singer, the female? Yes. Marilyn, um, M- uh, Marilyn McCoo? Yeah, okay. The yes. name is familiar, even, and she's very pretty. Even at this point in time, she could be uh, one foot in a grave. And she's my ride partner. Okay. Yeah, it's a good thing your wife is 30 miles away from you. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's fine with it. She'd arrange it. I, you know what? I'd have her drive while we sat in the back seat. <laughs> you know that? Yeah, I love your wife more than I do you. I mean, you, she's a sturdy <laughs> lady. Week. We are going yeah, the wrong my God. here, boy. Nate, Nate and I, if our wives were here, they'd have their pistols out pointed at our heads saying, you better come up with the right answer on this one. It's always easier to ask for forgiveness than permission. 
Oh, well, that's that, that's true. But to answer your question, my wife and I have been down uh, the Pacific Coast Highway, both in a motorhome and in a pickup truck and in a sports car. And I would rather have her there because she's likely to be used to my driving, so she's going to scream less than some new broad that's going to be in the passenger side seat. You know what I'm saying? I think the ride will be more enjoyable with somebody that's been there with me before. Anyway, Henry, God bless you, buddy. Lifetime transmission, we're saying 100 k We say do it now and then do it again at 250 or something like that. Just stretch them out at 100 k That's what we do. Anyway, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. We're not going to do the show before the show, so we didn't talk about this. But let's go through the different platforms. Okay, we're going to start with the first one, which I think was Ford, with the 7.3. We're talking big motors. Sure. So start from the beginning. Was the 7.3 a success at the very upfront? Was it it improved over years, and it's now what it is now? And tell me, so give me a timeline. 7.3, so whether you're talking IDI or Power Stroke, I think the the fun time started with Power Strokes. That's 94.5. That motor went from 94.5 to 03. Okay. Huge, in my mind, huge improvements with that motor over that time frame. Obviously, we had a body change at that point, too, in, in 99. Um, very very good motor that you could manipulate and, and still have fun with and be reliable on down the road. And you're, ta- you're talking about the Power Stroke, the 6 liter or the 7.3? 7.3. Okay. 7.3. So... It, it really is. Would it be fair to say that that really is the one of the best and biggest and strongest motors, diesel motors that's been that available? Ford ever had, in my mind, yes. And, yes. and, and what what has the Cummins got, a Dodge got, that, I mean, it doesn't have the big the big cylinders that look like the the upper thigh of a football player. And it, <laughs> well, in that time frame, they had the, the 24 valve, they had the 12 valve before it. All starting to gain popularity, and still to this day, very reliable, very good trucks. And so, so I agree. I, I agree with the the five nine and the seven three were great starters. Yes, they didn't let us down. No, nope. we don't work on them a lot. They still c- contained a lot of value, no matter how old they are, or yep. how many miles they yep. are. So, w- the Ford went from the seven three to the six liter. Yes. So things kind of went downhill with the six liter. Downhill, you say that? I think I think the airplane came out of eighty thousand feet and hit the ground. Is what I think. Now, (laughs) overall, today it is a good powertrain. Today, when it first came out, there were some issues there for sure. There's been issues until two years ago, but it's (laughs) it's a shame that the aftermarket had to re-support that powertrain to make it reliable. And what? But good for all of us at the same time. You're right. The aftermarket came up with fixes that were later adopted by Mr. Ford. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. But at the very beginning, what was the first three or four years of the Ford 6 liter? Do you remember? Well, I was at the dealer when they came out at the time. So, yeah, there were updates with the programming. There were changes in, 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 honestly, the programming was the biggest thing. The the updates that Ford had on on that were, were huge. And you could see the succession with each program you put on a truck. The truck would act differently every time you programmed it, and, and you knew Ford was starting to figure it out. It was, it was the strangest thing. And that's called the dance. Yeah. We're going to go in this direction. Oh, it didn't work there. We need to go in this direction. So each one of the updates is kind of, if it looked like a road map, it would be Phoenix in the middle, and we'd have all these spider roads leading out of Phoenix. Sure. And the six-liter, what I remember is, is a friend of mine was in charge of a fleet, and he bought a bunch of six-liters, and they had a water problem. 
water coming out of the heads, water in the cylinders, all kinds of stuff. They were doing head stunts and head gaskets and all this kind of stuff. They never did fix it until later. Right. And what was the water issue? Most likely EGR cooler. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's what we were told, and that's yep. what we found out. So they were doing a lot of this. Well, the normal stuff is head gaskets. The normal stuff is broken heads. The normal stuff's a lot of things. But the EGR coolers in the cooling system or is, is provided heat dissipation by the coolant. Cooling system's huge on that motor for yeah. sure. Yeah. So that was something that took them a, a whole long time to fix, to find and fix until you took your six liter in and that's what they did right it was a guaranteed fix right there was a whole lot of vehicles that that were that were fixed three and four and five and six times unfortunately yes but yes. Chevrolet and some of the other ones have had the same problem oh yeah it's it's they not some issues right yeah absolutely so six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. if you have a diesel or if you have a question about a diesel or if you're thinking about a diesel then between the two of us we should be able to give you some guidance and we're not going to be in lockstep with one another because no shop owners, no diesel guys ever are. We have our disagreements. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah, and uh, and Nate hit his head a couple of years ago, and he hasn't really recovered, but he'll do the best he can to give you the best advice he can. But if you could see Nate next to me, I want you to think of a six-year-old boy and a Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and that's that's the difference between our physiques is, is exactly that. 602-508-0960. We'll be right back. The Seth Liebson Show. There's wars against the media. They're all coming from the Democrats. It's not coming from Donald Trump. They live on criticism, and they can't take criticism back. They can't take Kaylee McEnany's hits back. They can't take Donald Trump's punches back when they punch at him. What happened to the notion of the brave journalist? Not so brave, I guess. It's a war if you criticize them. Weekdays, 3 to 6, right here on AM 960, The Patriot. Phoenix Body Works is a family-owned and operated collision repair facility that opened in 1982. That's over 35 years ago, helping family and friends with their collision repair needs with unparalleled honesty, integrity, and quality. We have grown into the finest collision repair facility in the Valley of the Sun. We are located on 19th Avenue, one half block north of Deer Valley Road. We're open Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m., to 5 p.m. and on Saturdays from 9 a.m. to 12 noon for estimates. Give us a call at 623-582-1434 or visit our website at www.phxbodyworks.com, view our YouTube video, or read our Yelp reviews. Remember, it's your vehicle, and you decide who repairs your vehicle, not the insurance company. We work with all insurance companies on your behalf and eliminate the stress of dealing with the repairs. We are not beholden to the insurance company. At Phoenix Body Works, we work for you. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. For more than 20 years, investigative filmmaker Tim Mahoney has traveled across the globe in search of patterns of evidence to support some of the Old Testament's most miraculous events. Now, with the Red Sea Miracle Part 2, journey to Egypt and beyond as Tim interviews some of the world's foremost experts to discover the truth. The results of his pursuits are faith-affirming and fascinating. You must see Patterns of Evidence, The Red Sea Miracle, Part 2. To see this powerful documentary and others in the series, go to SalemNow.com and use the promo code PHOENIX for 20% off. Adopt U.S. Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting. You're bringing your daughter to her favorite pop star's concert. Do you A, wear earplugs? Isn't this fun, Dad? I have a soft pretzel. 
B, remember the moment with matching concert t-shirts. That's gonna be 180 bucks. Or we can just take a photo. C, show her how you used to do concerts. We're going crowd surfing! I can't! It's too heavy! Oh my god! Ah. Or D, just roll with it. Woo! Justin! Look at us from here! Justin! Justin! OMG! He just looked... I love you, Justin! I love you! When it comes to parenting, there are no perfect answers. But that's okay, because you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on how you can adopt, visit adoptuskids.org slash az. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Wash your hands, avoid sick people, and touching your face. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. The mechanic raised up from Welcome under back, my... everybody. 21 minutes out the hour of 10 o'clock. Let me tell you about a really good shop, and there's quite a few in town, but... They're friends of mine, and I know they're good, and I vetted them for you. Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing is in Mesa, the only shop in Mesa. He's the only one I recommend in Mesa. Been around since 1970, but Brian and Thelma, who own Thompson's Auto Repair, come from two families that were fixing cars and pumping gas in the late 50s, early 60s. They've been around a long time. Both of these kids knew early what the smell of gasoline and what a garage looked like. So they have ARC certified technicians. They're on Main Street just east of Stapley. Like I said, they've been around a long time, and unfortunately, I'd like to find another one, but nobody else in Mesa has been able to pass the grade. Let's go to the phones. Philip, you're up first. How can we help you? Hey, good morning, guys. Love your show. Out driving errands. I just had to weigh in on the, up the PCH road with uh, somebody in the car. It would be Rich Davis, a friend of mine from the from the 90s. He used to call me. I lived in Ventura, California. He'd call me. We'd go up the Rincon Coast in the 63 Cadillac convertible with twin fins, longboards sticking out the back. We had a lot of fun. And if he were here today, it'd mean I'd still be surfing. <laughs> you know, I love your show, guys. Well, well, thank you. Thank you. Everybody has those. As we get older, we have those kinds of things that when we were younger, we didn't have a care in the world, and we could do whatever we wanted to do. For me, it was drag racing on Central. That's that's where where you. Yeah you kind of want it to be yeah and that's kind of where you aspire to be and those are happy times now i'll be i'm going to admit i never ran from the cops and there was a lot of them that did and half of them got away <laughs> but but by the same token it was just what we did in from 68 through 75 that's what we did is go to central avenue a lot wow. of times you just park and watch the guys yeah but i wasn't stupid enough to do a giant burnout and then run a 10 second quarter mile you know I, of course i didn't have the car to do that either right but um it just was what it was but driving ventura like that would be the same and surfing yeah. bob you're up next how can we help you morning guys you know on the automatic transmission you know like with a gmc sierra pickup is there a fluid that you guys would use like say money's no object or 
would you just go like with the regular Dexron, like the factory fluid? What do you think, Nate? That's a great question. Um, Mobile One has some great synthetics. Yeah. Yeah. Is your car call for a synthetic fluid? No, just the standard. Well, the Dexron 6, I I don't know. Is that in the jug? Is that like a synthetic fluid now, That like in a 2014 GMC Sierra? Yeah. I believe it is. And I do, too. Yeah. I think it's a, here's the difference. In conventional transmission, it has a window. Um, and I want you to pretend as you move your hands on a ruler, it's from 1 to 6. A synthetic opens that protection window up to a 1 through 10. So it handles heat better, it hand, and it's thinner in cold weather. It'll last longer. It has a wider range of, of temperatures it can handle. So the answer is is there's lots of conversions for your Dextron 6. And Nate likes mobile, and I would say if you had anything with a name brand on it like Chevron or Quaker State or some of the other oil companies, I think you'd, you'd, you'd be safe. We deal with a smaller chemical slash oil company also bg okay has a great synthetic transmission fluid too that that lasts forever so and yeah. bg is not something you're going to buy at the auto parts store no um, no you it, have to come see me exactly <laughs> and it's it's kind of uh, it's like avon to so to speak where sure. you have to buy it from the vendor sure. and so B, yeah bg is a well-known chemical company chemical. and oil yeah. company yep. so that's it bob we we thank you and you know what it would it be fair nate to just say shop price if you're worried de- about price, but I think he said if you weren't worried about it, what what would you go with? Yeah, you know, BG uh, is is up there, but it's worth every penny. And and like you said, Mobile One and Chevron and, and a lot of the big oil companies that actually produce their own oil and produce their own um, base stock and stuff like that would be good. So yeah, you know, Dextron is made by somebody else. I promise you that. There's no such thing as a Dexon factory. They're buying it from somebody and put it in the Dextron can. So that's what I would do. Okay. Good question. Thanks. All right, you bet. We get that a lot. Oh, we got another caller. We'll do that. Who's that, Gil? That would be Dan. Dan, good morning. Yeah, Mark, my question is about those diesel engines, those sevens and the, what, the six, seven. If these engines were so good, why did the manufacturers eliminate them with the junk? I'm going to hang up and listen to your response. Okay, wait a minute. I have a question now. Uh, you, why the manufacturers did what? Why did they eliminate those bigger engines that were working so well and go to a junky diesel or when it wasn't performing like it should okay i think we can answer that go it's a, it's a big picture unfortunately and, and a lot of it has to do with our government the the emission standards changed the yep. 73 couldn't keep up with that emission standard so they had to go to an egr motor which was the six liter and then as the six liter progressed emission standards changed again then they went to the six four which had a dpf on it and egr and emission standards are still getting more stringent so now we have the six seven with dpf Scrubbing with the DEF, you D, know. T, DPF, explain it. Yeah, SCR, DP, D. <laughs> Give me the acronyms. Tell, tell me what the acronyms mean for people that don't understand. Diesel emissions fluid. Okay. That gets sprayed into the exhaust to keep NOx down. Um, Create a big fire. It's like spraying gasoline on a fire. Well, and try, we, trying not to have the fire because so, the NOx is from the excessive heat. So. Yeah, I mean, if for a visual, yeah. for a visual, we got uh, yeah. we, we're just trying to enhance the ability of the exhaust system to consume the soot and everything else and so, NOx. So basically, back to the question: Anytime you see a motor change or something change with the motor, it's because the manufacturers are trying to keep up with the emission standards that our that Washington gives us. Okay, so let me take the other side of that. The seven, we all agree the seven three was a good motor. Oh yeah, but is it as good as the today six seven in the Dodge? 
you well, okay, so you'd struggle to get the horsepower and torque number out of seven three. You got to do quite a bit to it to get that number out of what today's six seven. Let's Dodge, talk about six stock. seven Ford. Okay, yeah, yeah. There's still stock numbers of today's power plants. That seven three would struggle to get there. Now, granted, I know there's guys out there probably flame me whatever for mm-hmm. saying that, but you do have to do quite a bit to a seven three to get it to that. Six seven level, six seven level, yes. and, and the six seven is is right now. That's the best we've got, and no every with the exception of the seven three because they want the cubic inches or whatever. The idea is is that the six seven both on the Ford and the and the and the Chrysler side, it's really the best diesel that that they've ever either one of them has produced. I think so. Emissions, power, performance, fuel economy, they got all that down. They got it all down, and it's no different than those old cars of the old days that if you lock yourself in the garage, you'd die. In five minutes from what came out of the tailpipe. Right. Today, with the cars that we have today, you're going to die of starvation before you die of asphyxiation. Right. It's You're going to be in there for a week. Right. The tailpipe's clean for a reason. Yeah. So, yeah. Wrap your lips around it. I'm being facetious. Yeah, don't do that. But, yeah. uh, but t- the idea is is that it, <laughs> they're clean. So it's, it's not really a matter of they took something that was really great and took it off the market. With the exception of the numbers on the engine, the 7.3, the 6.0, the 6.4, the 6.7, with the exception of taking all that out, we have made definite progress. Absolutely. And so you and I both drive Dodges. We both have 6.7s. You have a twin turbo, and I have a single. I had one, yes. Oh, would you get rid of it? I got rid of it. Yeah. The one you you brought out here to the parking lot? That's Yeah. Okay. That's, all right. It's gone. It's gone. Okay. But what my point is, is both of us are driving Dodges. We could drive Fords. We could drive sure. Chevrolets. Sure. But when we start talking about the Chevrolet, when we get back, there's one component of that Chevrolet diesel that's better than anybody else's. And so when we get back, don't say it. And don't say it. It's, it's not the GM flag on the side of the okay. fender either. And it's not the GM on the tailgate. But when we come back, we'll talk about that. But I think that just of what our, our message is, is we're making tremendous progress. And what drives it a lot of times is what's coming out of the tailpipe. Yeah. And there has to be changes in order to get within the parameters. Yes. But to say that we've the seven three was something that we could would replace the six seven and you'd be better off with the seven three today, that's not true. That's not true. There's nothing about that. Six oh two five oh eight zero nine sixty, six oh two five oh eight zero nine sixty, Nate from Strictly Diesel and Mark Salem. Did you know Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Raintree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint and it's waterborne paint so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. You've heard all the lies about President Trump. But the truth is he's the most effective conservative president America has had in decades, and every lie they spread about him is targeting you. This is Kurt Schlichter, and my new book is called The 21 Biggest Lies About Donald Trump and You. My book debunks the lies and reminds us why we need Trump and his will to fight and win against the left. It's the most important book of the year, The 21 Biggest Lies About Donald Trump and You by me, Kurt Schlichter. Get it at Amazon or wherever books are sold. 
Hi folks, Seth Liebson here. I just wanted to shoot you a quick reminder to listen to the Ask Solar Sandy show airing this Saturday at 5 p.m. and again on Sunday at 10 a.m. Sandy is proving that $0 electric bills are possible and she shows you how with her proprietary formula which can eliminate your power bills for good. Your electric bills don't have to destroy your budget anymore. So check out the Ask Solar Sandy show Saturday at 5 p.m. and Sunday at 10 a.m. right here on 960 The Patriot. We're here early before they wake up. We stay late. We stay informed. We invest in the latest technology. We take the time to train the next generation of doctors and nurses. We work together to make sure we heal their bodies and their minds. We do this not because it's our job, but because this is about our veterans' lives. This is our mission. More than 300,000 of us working as one, together with families and loved ones. No matter where they live in this country, we'll be there. We all come together and stand together to serve our veterans. We stand strong, united. Stand with us in caring for our veterans. America's wounded warriors are coming home. After serving on foreign shores, these brave men and women are returning to their families and communities. Many have wounds you can see, and many have wounds you can't see, like post-traumatic stress disorder. Now that these warriors are back home, they are ready to enter the civilian workforce. To help, Wounded Warrior Project has developed the Warriors to Work program, a career counseling service that helps warriors translate their military experience to the civilian workplace. These extraordinary men and women bring proven world-class job skills and a unique perspective on teamwork to the job. And to ensure the right warrior finds the right job, Wounded Warrior Project works with employers to find just the right match. When you hire a wounded warrior, you hire an intelligent, talented, and committed new employee. Contact Wounded Warrior Project at findwwp.org. Welcome home the brave. Well, it takes just a minute to push all the stupid buttons. 34 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock, Nate from Strictly Diesel up at I-17 and uh, Pinnacle Peak Road. We've been friends for many, many years. We share the same love of diesels. We do a lot more gas. I don't think you guys do lots of gas, right? No, not okay. a lot. And, and Alan's business on the diesel side is probably a 20%, 25% of the everything underneath the ceiling. But um, his is happy money. And that's a big difference. That's happy money. Right. They come in and that you give them the menu and they they just check all kinds of stuff off. And then you yeah. question them about it. And it's kind of like, I'm going to talk you out of this because the only thing you've got is is a friend of a friend of a friend said the guy in Kentucky said, this is really great stuff. Right. And so I, I need to talk you out of that because it's nothing I've heard of, nothing I've tried before. And I really kind of want to avoid doing a research and development on your truck with a scanner I've never done before. Yeah. Or a programmer, I should yeah. say. 
So when we talk about good car repair shops, we have to talk about the only transmission shop in Phoenix that I can recommend you to, and that's Automatic Transmission Exchange, 40th Street in Washington. Phil's been around since Jesus was a baby. Phil knows transmissions from the power glides of the 60s and 70s all the way up to the new computerized 8-speed electronics. So he has the fundamental knowledge, and that's the real beauty of the whole thing is the fundamental knowledge. We still need to make things happen. We used to do it with pressure. We used to do it with the throttle cable, and now we do with electronics and solenoids. So it's a matter of just redirecting pressurized fluid to give you first, second, third, and six and seven, eight gears. So uh, transmission, automatic transmission exchange, 40th Street in Washington on the north side of the road. Okay, my question to you was with respect to the diesels. Yeah. Okay. What, who's got the best transmission? That's a matter of opinion. Okay. Well, I'm asking you yours. Well, you're going to say Allison. I am. Yeah. I yeah, am. and I don't necessarily disagree with that. But the 5R on the Ford, I think, is very good. The E4OD, 4100 platform is, is now very okay. good. talking speeds and stuff because they're not going to understand all the acronyms. Uh, the E4OD is a 4-speed, okay. 4100, 4-speed. Four 5R is a 5-speed. Um, behind the 60 and 64, that was a good trans. Um, uh, 6R140 now behind the 67 Ford. Is a six-speed. Now they're into the ten-speed with 2020, but uh, the six R overall very good. Um, yeah, every, each manufacturer has their own focus, focus, their own sure. direction. Yeah, yeah. The problem is, is that we've seen transmissions come out that were the best thing that ever happened since sliced bread, and they turned out to be miserable, miserable failures. I prefer to hang my hat on something that's been out there six or eight years, and maybe an improvement of that one. Right. But when you get to the Allison, uh, t- let me state their case. When was the last time you saw a bad one? <laughs> I overhauled one a couple months ago. Oh, okay. Well, how many do you do a year? Uh, not very many, okay. but yeah. And, yeah. and was it wear and tear or was it abuse? I'm going to say abuse. Okay. All right. That, see, we have to draw that line. You have to, to draw the fair. line, yeah, just because the tuner was a little heavy, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. So the tuner is a handheld device that we're going to change the parameters in the to the engine. Right. We're going to get in and we're going to lie about what's going on. So when your, your throttle is at three quarters, we're going to lie to the computer and say that your throttle is wide open, so the computer is going to turn on the injectors instead of it's going to turn on a fire hose. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So that's what tuners and programmers do is they just change the parameters and lie to the computer so the computer does something we want it to do. Right. And it has to do with timing, fuel pressure, turbo boost. Um, and we're talking diesels. Yeah. Um, Some modified trans shift points. Exactly. Yep. And injector flow, injector duration, flow. Yep. duration, how long are they open. So in a normal atmosphere, in a normal without a programmer, the injector at, at the same conditions might sound like this. But if you put a programmer, it sounds like this in an exaggerated way. Pretty much. It's in an exaggerated way. Yeah. And so, and and is, I see lots of Dodges that dump lots of black smoke. Have they just got what part of their programmer have they got misidentified or they they've got misadjusted? Unfortunately, the yeah, all of it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Just to be simple, all of it. Okay. Yeah. Can you still 
enjoy the enhancement of power and performance without the black smoke, or yes. do they go hand in hand? No. Okay. No, okay. you can definitely have power without black smoke. Okay. So. All right. The black smoke is simply we're un- we're not consuming that fuel. Correct. Okay. So we're flooding the engine, and a gasoline motor would be the same thing. It would Correct. be a whole block, bunch of black smoke coming out of the tailpipe. Yep. Okay. Larry, you're up first. How can I help you? Thanks. Thanks for taking my call. You bet. This is a, it's kind of an electrical question. I have a 2005 Toyota uh, Sequoia. And the AC unit works fine in the car. All the controls in the front of the car work fine. But there's a back set of controls on the console. And they all went out at the same time. And, you know, I check fuses first, but I can't seem to see any fuse that's bad. Could there be a relay somewhere for that? There could be a whole lot of things. Um, if you have a schematic, you're going to go to that back panel, and the first thing you're going to look for is power in the ground. And if you take the back panel out and you can get a wiring diagram, you run a risk of smoking the whole unit, but it's entirely possible and depend on experience and success so we can artificially inseminate power in the ground and get the the controller to light up. So what I hear you saying is it's completely dead. It's not doing anything. It's not doing anything. Okay. This is kind of one of those things... Nate, that we we run into a lot. It's we can't bid the repair because we don't know mm-hmm. what it is yet. But right. many many times, and I'm going to use stupid numbers just to make sure that everybody understands. It can be fifty to two hundred and fifty dollars to find it okay. and a buck to fix yep. it. Yep. yep. Okay. And and now that's okay. no guarantee, uh, obviously. Right. But um, the, a good shop, correct me if I'm wrong. A good shop's going to first they're going to do is pull a schematic on that. And go look and see if we have power and ground and see where we get the power and ground from. Maybe we have a switch up front that that gives you rear air that doesn't fire up that panel. So if we go around that switch and we fire it up and everything works good, then we know we have to go forward and and deal with that switch up front. So if you're good enough, then just get on the Internet and find the wiring schematic for the rear AC panel. Okay. And just okay. they're just follow. How many wires can there possibly be? Five, six. Five or six, I think. Yeah. And power ground, and uh, fan speed. Fan speed. Yeah. Uh, because the compressor is going to be sh- c- controlled by the front, so there can't right. be a whole lot of, of things. Now, when you say it doesn't work, will it light up or anything? No, it doesn't light up. Nothing. Okay. And so you're at nighttime. You can take your dimmer switch and you can go bright and dim, and it doesn't affect the, the switch in the back. Co- correct, yes. Is yes. there a switch like in the completely. back that gives you rear air? Or is there a switch in the front uh, that turns well, on your rear? Well, the switch in the front will give you rear, and it's working. I mean, I get air conditioning in the rear. I just don't get any of those controls working. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So we know the fan motor's working. We know that the they're opening up the flow of Freon. So he's got cold air and he's got fan. He just can't control it from the back. Right. So we're not losing right. the, the we're not losing the uh, the telephone line to the air conditioning system. We're just losing it from the panel that's sitting in the back between to, to handle the people in the back seat. And for that matter, does right. does your front switch say rear on it? Do you, do you have to put the switch to say rear at all? Yes, it says front only or rear only. Uh, okay. It says rear only, and, and both of those work. I mean, I, when I hit them, I can shut off the rear. I can turn it back on from the front. But the okay. consoles, none of them work. They just okay. don't. None of them. Okay, but why would he have you know, just have front, say, front, just me? front, and rear, rear? Don't you have both? Uh, yes. I mean, I can get both. Yes. Okay. But so I, I, the, the controls in the back uh, control, if you want, it controls temperature and fan speed. Uh, and I think that's it. Or oh, in on and off. Okay, the on and off has to be the blower. Hey, hey Gil, have we? Did I just blow by a break? 
Okay. Um, oh. Nate and I are going to think about this. So, Larry, would you just hang on? And we're going to take a break sure. and we'll, we'll be right back. If you or someone you know is living with metastatic breast cancer, listen to Find Your MBC Voice Radio online at findyourmbcvoice.com, the streaming channel that helps you get informed and feel empowered when faced with a metastatic breast cancer diagnosis. Visit findyourmbcvoice.com to find your strength, to find your community, to find your MBC voice. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. Whoa, a new digital music player. Thanks, Mom. Oh, I'm glad you like it. Because I can't wait to toss the big stereo. And now that we got your dad that big HD TV he wanted, we can throw out our old TV, too. Hold up. You can't just throw out electronics. Really? They need to be recycled or donated. And how would we do that? It's so easy, Mom. Today, recycling electronics is just as easy as buying them. GreenerGadgets.org has all the info. We just enter our zip code to find a certified recycling center nearby. There are thousands of them, and new ones are being added all the time. Some of our local stores are even certified recycling locations. I like that. Did you know that some of the stuff in our old electronics could be used to make new products and conserve natural resources? Well, okay then. Let's gather them up. Um, what was that website again? Greenergadgets.org. We just enter our zip code and go. It takes two of us to deliver a very important message about this radio station, 960 The Patriot. Hi, it's Hugh Hewitt. And this is Dennis Prager. You've heard me talk about the American Trinity, E Pluribus Unum, and God We Trust and Liberty, the three things that set the United States apart. It's a powerful idea, Dennis, and this radio station is a place where powerful ideas and principles thrive every day. We never forget that faith and freedom are part of what make our country exceptional. There are some people in high places who apologize for America. That's something this radio station will never do. When you listen to 960 The Patriot, we promise not to insult your intelligence and to speak the truth. And we'll prefer clarity over agreement. Right. This is what our radio station is all about. And as long as you're there to listen to us, we'll be here for you. Please tell your friends about it. Absolutely tell our sponsors that you appreciate their support for this radio station. Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot. Welcome back, everybody. 45 minutes after the hour, and we're going to go back real quick and pick up with Tony where we left off. Larry. Larry. Larry, Larry I'm Larry. sorry. Tony, you stay right there. I'm still kind of confused about the air conditioning controls. Is okay. he just, are you just going to, do you have up front, you just have back and front, and you don't have both? And I, um, in the front panel, I have two buttons. One is for the rear fan, separate. And one says front and rear, which is the control button for both sets. Okay. And then I have a whole set of controls behind the console for the rear passengers. Okay. They do not work at all. My air conditioning works fine, and I can get air from the fan blowing air conditioning in the back vent. But none of the panel works in the back. I mean, my my fan adjustment there, my temperature control, none of that works. Okay. All right. It, it just has to be some kind of a power or ground or t- there's a broken connection. Yeah, Larry. Larry, yeah, do you yeah. live do you live in a desert area at all by chance? Yes. Uh, yes. Just 
just throwing it out there, I have seen rat damage or, or mouse damage that could be hidden and cause ah, the same exact yep. problem. So I don't know if you have yep. issue with that at all ever. But uh, well, I again, never have, but it could be. You're right. I mean, going going back to wiring powerful. diagram, the first thing I did is check power and ground at that switch box or, or that okay. controller, and then at that point proceed to can I ohm it out? Is it grounded elsewhere? Is it you know? Yeah, and and you do a good visual, and you'd know which harness it was in, and you'd follow it. But sometimes mm-hmm. you, you can't find it, and so you just run a new wire. And be done yeah. with it. Now, let me tell you how to get the rats and the gophers and stuff out of your car. <laughs> okay. You get you get an old mattress that you can find in any anywhere in the desert you want, and you strip yes, all sir. the cloth off of it. So we're just a metal frame. Yeah. And then you put some kind of a conductive material around the end. You plug in a one ten to it. And as soon as those little <laughs> boogers try to crawl in here, then they're, when you walk out in the morning and three or four of them are fried, you go bingo. And uh, hopefully they'll, they'll, the rest of their friends will s- f- smell them burning and they won't come around. But I don't know how you're going to keep them out because that's a problem I'm, I'm faced with my personally up at the ranch and a lot of other yep. people. And I just don't know what, how the easy thing is. Right. I can get them to stop chewing on exposed wires in my irrigation system because I'll use uh, red hot pepper p- powder. So I'll take ah. a spray bottle, and I'll spray the wire in the, in the harness, and then I'll sprinkle that on there. Obviously, when it rains, i got to go back and do it again. Yeah. But that really hot pepper stuff is what I – and, and you know, uh, my wife seems to, to think it's okay to tell the grandkids to go over and lick that wire. and <laughs> It just doesn't work for me. Larry, thank you very much. And, and Larry, do me a favor. When you fix yes. it yes. or get it fixed, yes. just let me know. I will. I've okay. emailed you before. You're very responsive. Thank okay. you. Okay. All right. Thank you. Tony, you're up. All right, hey there, Mark. Hey. Uh, yeah, cayenne pepper, it's the best, keeps all the rats away. Oh, okay. Thank you for that. Thank you. Hey, uh, I have a 1997 Ford Explorer with a 4.0 liter single overhead cam, four wheel drive track control. Uh, only problems I've had with it uh, a while back is when the radiator at the top but the radiator blew out because it's plastic, you know. Mm-hmm. After a while, it just goes out, especially in Arizona. Had Blackwell refit it. No problems after that whatsoever. Right now, uh, I get out there on the freeway uh, when I can, maybe once a month. And I run this. This motor has got a lot of top end on it. I'll run it up to 100 miles an hour for a mile. Let it go down slow, and then everything runs fine. It's coming up on 160,000 miles, and I'm just asking, what are the things I need to check on the drivetrain? I think you're wasting your money. I think you should just look for symptoms. There, I mean, in an oil change, we're going to be looking at the drivetrain. We're going to be looking at the suspension and all that kind of stuff, and a real seasoned guy is going to see bushings that are bad, and it's going to see ball joint wear on the tires. You don't have to know that the ball joint's bad. You just know it is because the tire wear tells you. But as far as drivetrain, engine transmission, and differential, first of all, I think the differential is the least of his worries, right? I would say so. And the transmission, I think it depends on who drives it and how much you pull on it and stuff. But I think my comfort zone is 150,000 miles, 25 up and down. I think you're going to replace that thing. I don't think it has enough clutch material to go much past where it's at right now. Nate? Other visuals you could look at are, are U-joints, CV joints, if it has it. Uh, I don't think on that model it had CVs yet, but, um, you know. He, he could pull the pan, and if there's half the O-rings in there and, and, and snap rings and clutch material in there, then that would be close. The engine, 
I mean, in my opinion, if you overheat it, then it's it's going to go toast. But is oil consumption is the beginning of most all sure. bad things. Sure. And so you're either going to leak oil, you're going to start drinking oil, and that's usually the beginning of the end. Transfer case, has that been serviced, looked at? Yeah, but even then, isn't that kind of like a diff with the exception of maybe a sure. bushing in the tail shaft and, a, and maybe a, a seal here and then? The transfer case and the diff, they're... I like the idea of changing the fluid. I'm not going to argue that. But as far as expected life, would it be fair to say 150 to 200 virtually good? Uh, in my experience, the transfer case is one of the most forgotten pieces under a four-wheel drive vehicle. So, you know, to, to have that inspected slash serviced is, is kind of huge in my mind uh, just for what I see on a daily basis. So, And so as a result of that, can you see that the drain plugs got grease on it from the 1920s? Right. and dirt on it, you know, and then that transfer case has come in and it's just not working and it's not, then you can put one and one as two. Right. How many times have you ever seen a transfer case go bad that had really nice fluid in it but wasn't brand new? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it doesn't happen. No. So, Tony, that's kind of the answer is um, no one can really tell you because if we could, that would be great. But the bottom line is, is it, it has to do with symptoms and inspections. So yeah. you start puking oil out of the differential on the axle seals or the pinion seal, you start howling on the rear end, you're towards the end. The transfer case is usually going to have a whine. It's going to have a clunk. It's going to have something. It can start leaking oil like crazy. But until it starts consuming oil in, or you damage the motor by overheating or abusing it, then um, you've still got a lot of life. We did a query not too long ago. You can't imagine how many cars we have in our fleet that are three and four and 500,000 miles. Same here. And it's 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 a matter of pride, especially when the customer, you go in and you look at their fleet of cars that you've serviced, and they've got three pages. Yep. So there's a relationship there. But sure. some people have a false sense of security when they decide to over-maintain their car. I'm going to change the oil 2,000 miles because it'll love me more. I'm going to change the differential fluid, all my fluids in my drivetrain, front, transfer case, transmission, differential every year because it'll love me more. You, do you f- subscribe to that? Yes, but no. That, that gets a point, too, where you're throwing your money out the door because let that fluid do its job you know, right. for the full extent of time, for sure. You know, n- no sense to overdo it in that way. No, you're right. Yeah. When we talk about fluids, though, brake fluid is something that people don't really jump all over. No. And there's such an That's easy way to determine whether it's good or bad. Yeah. And and the ABS system is very, very expensive. So very if the brake fluid becomes contaminated, typically you're going to have more than a wheel sensor to put the ABS system back together. Typically, yeah. Okay, what else? Yeah. What other fluid? Do, forget windshield wiper fluid, battery fluid. We don't have much. I mean, who cares about that? Headlight fluid? <laughs> what, light fluid? Headlight fluid? Or oh, yeah. What do they call that? <laughs> Blinker fluid. <laughs> Blinker fluid. No. Yeah. Joke. Right. And then, but, uh, power steering? Um, power steering is a forgotten one, definitely. B- but in reality, it's pink until it starts howling. It's pink and still it starts coming apart, or it's amber, or whatever color it happens to be, depending yeah. on the car. Yeah. Typically, nobody does anything until it starts howling. And then you look at the fluid and you go, okay, well, what? but the fluid was second. Right. The howl was first. Right. And so you're looking at the fluid and you're going, oh, well, I could have diagnosed this. No, you couldn't because the fluid was fine just before this thing started howling. Exactly. So those yeah. those are the kind of fluids. What about yours? Are you on an annual basis on all your fluids, your personal truck, your wife's car, truck? No, I go by mileage off the sticker. Okay. And at that point, I look it over and, and change accordingly. So, okay. how often are you right on top of the owner's manual? Never. Okay. Are you early or late? I would say I'm early. Okay. Yeah. All right. I like the I like the fifty, a hundred, hundred fifty, two hundred. 
That's not bad. I, I just like that. It's just yeah. easy to keep a fleet together. When it comes up to 50, you do services. You do it at 100, you're doing a whole lot of fluids. And and then hoses and belts. It's like eight years, 100,000 miles. So at eight years, I'm nervous. 100,000, they're going. Right. And yeah. so it's, but the owner's manual is is the Bible of the car, but n- Every time you dig it out of the glove box, it's never been open. No, it's never been open. It's never been open. No, very few. And 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 if they did, it's because they're trying to figure out how to work the rear air conditioning controls in there. <laughs> or look for a fuse somewhere. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But there's a lot of circuits that come out of the PCM that are not fused. Correct. They're fused upstream, but they're not downstream. Right. So, but how many times? checking power and ground on an electrical kind of condition what percentage of the time does that give you a direction or not well, i'd say half to three quarter i would have said the same thing yeah once you find power and ground either you don't have power and ground and you got to get them there yep. and we just take some big leads right off the battery that are fused and just plug it in and see if it'll work yeah if it doesn't work or if it smokes smokes yeah. and you let the smoke out of it then you know the panel's bad anyway right so. yeah you got to exactly. go forward and find out where it's fused, but you already know why the fuse is blown. So those are the kinds of things. You're right. I think um, the the thing that I see a lot that I feel bad for them is the overheats. It's like I was only a mile from home. Right. Or I was just trying to get to my appointment, and the car's towed in, and the, mo- the motor looks like a big piece of burnt toast. And you're talking on the on the downside, four and 5,000, and on the north side... 10 to 15 if it's a diesel yeah yeah Yeah. you're talking big dollars big dollars and i was only just a mile from home i know but the towing from where you're at home or to your garage would have been really sweet compared to the estimate i'm just about to give you yeah and and i think that the overheat is what i see and i feel bad for him it's just a really bad decision when you're driving down the road and everybody's honking at you and your car looks like one big steam ball <laughs> yeah. and there's steam coming from the cracks of the hood, the steam underneath the car, it really, you have to stop. Yeah. yeah. And that's what cell phones are for is pull off the side of the road, turn the hazards on, walk away from the car, call the tow truck company, call your husband, call your wife, whatever. But you got to walk away from the car. Yep. Car fires are nothing, right? When was the last time you saw a car fire? Very, been a while. Well, yeah. diesels don't necessarily self-combust like did, that. Did see one on a diesel, but yeah, it, it's been a while. Yeah, and same for us. Yeah. The, the fuel system is kind of nifty in this respect. If we compromise it with the leak, it usually doesn't have enough fuel pressure to run, so the thing will die. Right. And if it dies, then there's a good chance that the flu- fuel will stop flowing. And when it stops flowing, then we don't necessarily have a lot of car fires. Exactly. Uh, in the old days with quadrajets and the Fords and the Hollies that leaked fuel like you know, sieves, then that would that would be something different. Sure. Six oh two five oh eight zero nine sixty and we're gonna be back in in a few minutes. Actually we're gonna be back in about four and a half minutes. So if maybe five. Okay, Gil, maybe five. So if you wanna if you want to talk about cars or if you have a question, six oh two five oh eight zero nine sixty, six oh two five oh eight zero nine sixty. Nate from Strictly Diesel is sitting here next to me. Um, he has clean fingernails, which is that's kind of nice. But I know your wife probably scrubbed them before you came them. to radio. I clipped them. They, they, they are kind of clean. Oh, okay. Well, at least you don't bite them yeah. like like I do. <laughs> Nevertheless, six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. We're here for another hour. And if you have questions about maintenance, about diesels, about buying a car, selling a car, those are the kinds of things that we can help you with with respect to what's the biggest 
thing you see when it, this happens. Or we're really good at settling fights between husbands and wives. So if you have one, 602-508-0960.